us, the Puget Sound podcast, where we're talking with members of our campus community about their Puget Sound experiences. I'm Elena Becker, and my guest today is Hannah de Guzman, a junior from San Jose, California. As always, the Puget Sound podcast is recorded and produced by Moonyard Studio right here in Tacoma. Here's Hannah. Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really delighted to have you. I want to start by having you sort of ground yourself in space for our listeners. So where are you from? And then I'll ask you sort of how did you get from where you're from to Tacoma? Okay. So I am from San Jose, California, born and raised. Like I've been here all my life through the 18 years, like all the way from elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, And kind of my dream was honestly going to school by the beach because that was like, I love the beach. I love the warm sun. And I'm obviously from California. So I was like, I'm going to go to LA, Santa Barbara, anything like that. Um, My kind of process for recruiting or like being a prospective student going into college, it was kind of, it kind of had its twists and turns with just a roller coaster of things. I'm on the softball team. So that was definitely a huge kind of decision for me. It was definitely a priority in terms of I want to play in college at the next level. It was just a matter of where. And so I had a lot of different options, but then I actually, um, I had no idea what the University of Puget Sound was. I didn't even hear about it until one of the coaches came and watched me play. And then I just started to have an open mind about everything. Um, Long story short, it led me here. I came to the campus to visit before I kind of made by my decision. Um, but yeah, it ultimately led me here. I couldn't be happier uh, because University of Puget Sound and Tacoma pretty much just seemed like a place that I needed to be. It just seemed like a home away from home. Have you played, did you play softball pretty much your whole life also? When did that start? It started when I was around like 10 or 11. So I know most girls that I played with in the past, like they started a lot younger Um, and so they played maybe like starting around like four or five, that's typically like the starting point. So Mm -hmm. I kind of started late. I remember a lot of the girls were pretty much developed as I started, as I began my journey to play softball. Um, but that was pretty much, I was like, no, I'm definitely going to play all the way to the next level. Some people get burnt out, but I was like, nope, I'm going. And that is, was definitely my priority in terms of finding a school as well. Did you have any conversation with yourself about, was that always going to be D3? Or did you think also, do I want to go D1, maybe D2? Yeah. So actually, um, I mean, I think it's everybody's dream to go to like the World Series as a Division I star celebrity athlete. Um, And that was definitely my dream when I was like 12. And then I kind of came to the realization that like everybody's journey is different. Like everybody develops differently. Um, and then I definitely kind of eliminated D1 out of the picture just because I was like, okay, maybe that's not for me. So it was like more of D2 and D3 later down the road. And then I started getting more into researching about like the division three level and then how the coaches and the players kind of integrated more of the academics, because to me, academics is like the most important thing. If like, Obviously, softball is very important to me and my athletics is very important, but school definitely comes first. And at the Division three level, I think that was definitely prioritized because obviously we do prioritize like ath- athletics, but it's like academics comes first, 
obviously my degree is so much more important than like playing because I'm not going to be playing softball in the long run. Like this is just an extra kind of tidbit on my plate, but yeah, that was pretty much my decision in terms of choosing like which division. Well, and you actually gestured to the next thing I was going to ask you about. So I also played sports at Puget Sound. I played four years of varsity lacrosse. Similar to you, I had played in high school. I was pretty sure I wanted that to be a part of my college experience. And I don't want to be like overly complimentary to myself about how good a lacrosse player I am. I think I probably could have been like a solid D1 bench warmer. My, especially my first and second year and like maybe my junior, senior year, like really started to see the field. And in D3, I started every game my freshman year. Right. And so it really felt to me like there was a decision to make there too about not just like the caliber of the program and sort of the way you envision athletics, but also like how much I was actually going to be able to do it and why I wanted to keep playing, which was that I loved the game and wanted to really wanted to be able to do it and integrate it with the rest of my life um, in that way. No. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And that's definitely something that came to my mind in terms of exactly why I wanted to choose division three over division one or two, because obviously like, I mean, it is possible for me to play division one and I was looking and being recruited by different schools, but at the same time, it's like, would I continue playing through all of my years of college? Would I even get playing time? And it's just like, I definitely came from a very intense, um, intense competition level throughout high school and club ball. But, um, I don't know at the division three level, it's just like, I am so much more confident because I feel like I was not confident when we were like in super, super intense competition, because now it's like not saying that division three is not competitive because it is it's collegiate Mm -hmm. level. Like being at the next level is definitely competitive, but in terms of like my, comfort level and the way that like I want to play, how I see myself as a player, how I see myself um, in terms of like competition or just the intensity level. It's like I can excel in so many different things because I feel like at other divisions, softball would need to take priority for me to focus on. And that's not what I wanted for my college experience, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you also mentioned something earlier about sort of outcomes and knowing that that wasn't going to be a professional path. And that really struck a chord with me too, because I think this is maybe more the case in women's sports, but maybe across the board, things that aren't like D1 football, basketball, like kind of the big ESPN suite of athletics. Like there's literally not a professional women's lacrosse league, or actually there wasn't, there is now sort of, there wasn't at the time that I was going to college. And so not only was it like, that's not where my path is going to go, I knew that that wasn't go like that that just wasn't on the table. And that I think really affected the way that I thought about it too, in terms of, to your point from a minute ago, really wanting to be able to prioritize and integrate other stuff is because I love lacrosse and athletics and being a serious competitive athlete is important to me. Um, I mean, anybody who plays sports can read that what I mean by serious competitive athlete is yeah. winning <laughs> yeah. is important to me, but like it was very clear to me in the whole decision-making process that that was going to have to be alongside other stuff and not in place of it. Exactly. And yeah, as I said before, like academics to me is even more important than softball because obviously like my degree matters because that's just what I'm going to be doing in the long run and kind of where, but obviously with the time being like softball is definitely something that I'm so passionate about, something that I absolutely love. So it's like, why not take it to the next level? Why not 
play at the collegiate level, but also like being able to have so many other things on my plate and not just like, I wasn't, I didn't want to just be a student, but I also don't just want to be a student athlete. I wanted to have so many other things on my plate and just be able to have like extracurriculars, have a social life and all of these different things. So did you first come to campus on a recruiting trip? Yes. So basically I came solely on a recruiting trip because I, obviously, as I said before, I didn't hear about University of Puget Sound until the coach came and watched me at a tournament. And I was like, where the heck is University of Puget Sound? What is University of Puget Sound? How did they find me? So then it was just like, I did my research. I was like, wow, it's a beautiful campus. But then I learned throughout the recruiting process and through the college search um, that you should be visiting campuses like in person to just really get the feel of it. And so I was like, as I said, I wanted to go to school in Southern California. Clearly that did not happen. But at the time I was like, no, I'm still going to go to LA. I'm still going to go somewhere by the beach. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to have an open mind. I remember having so many conversations with my mom about this, um, just in terms of like, okay, you never know what might happen. You never know what's going to come out of it. So I just decided to have an open mind about the campus, about the school it had my major, all of the things. So I was like, I'm just going to go. And so it was solely a recruiting trip, but it just obviously turned into so much more than that because it just felt like it felt right. And I know that other students who may be listening to the podcast or um, other students in the past who found University of Puget Sound, like you just know that it's the right school for you. And that's in terms of any school, like even if it's not UPS, it's like any school, I feel like you would know that it's your place. One thing I remember really clearly for myself in that process is that I had sort of, I think, laid the foundation to be able to have a feeling where I had figured out what the attributes were that I wanted. I knew to our conversation previously, like I knew I wanted to be able to balance athletics and academics. I knew I was looking for a smaller school. I sort of had a geographic range in mind. I mean, my geographic range was the whole West Coast, but like eliminated some stuff, right? And I think knowing that I had those criteria figured out, once I had a set of schools that I was trying to decide between that met that criteria, then it felt like I could lean into the like, oh, this feels good thing. Where I think if you just are like flipping through the mail that colleges send you, hoping to have a feeling, <laughs> like that's a little bit harder to narrow things down than if you've already done some of your homework. No, right. Exactly. And that just goes into like me researching like, okay, do they have my major? Do they have softball? Do they have other extracurriculars that I wanted to do? Do they... Like, is it a, in a place in a state where I want it to be in? What does the campus feel like? What does the campus look like? So all the things. And I'm a very, like, I think very logically and reasonably, I would say. So I had to, like, honestly make a list sometimes of, like, pros and cons or just, like, a list of things that I loved, a list of things that maybe I didn't love or anything like that. So because it is very important. It's going to be a place, like, choosing a college is a place where you're going to be for the next four or so years of your life. So it's like it has to be somewhere that you at least somewhat enjoy, right? <laughs> and hopefully like somewhat enjoy plus, which is a funny thing right. because it, people don't talk about it like that. Like there's a lot of focus on the school and there should be because that's what you're picking and paying for and committing to. But yeah, you're going to live somewhere. Four years is a big chunk of life. Like you might as well take the opportunity to live somewhere you're excited about. Exactly, yeah. And that just goes into me like, kind of thinking logically again, when I was always saying, I'm going to stay in California, it's like, I've been in California my entire life. And I didn't even go to Washington. Like I hadn't been to Washington until I visited 
the University of Puget Sound, but I was hearing so many things about Washington in general, how beautiful it is. Obviously, the Pacific Northwest is so gorgeous. Um, but just me being in California my entire life, I was like, you know, maybe it's time to do something different. And Washington, Tacoma, like the Seattle area is just something that's different, but it's like a good different to me. And that's just exactly what I felt like through this entire process. Can you talk a little bit more about when you say good, different, what do you mean? Like if you were describing to a current high school senior from your high school in San Jose, what it would be like to move to Tacoma? Yeah. So San Jose to me, like when I think about it, it's obviously heavily populated. There's a lot of buildings, a lot, like a ton of people, so many things that you can do in San Jose. Um, and then I don't know, it was just very like, I needed to get out of the Bay area almost. I knew that I didn't want to stay in the Bay area. Um, but in terms of like leaving my comfort zone, leaving, like going basically across the West coast, I guess. Um, and being like that far away from my family, I was like, maybe this is a good kind of change for me to have in terms of like growth. Like, obviously I'm going to be further away from my family, so I might not see them as often. This is a great step towards greater independence, I guess, or like being able to live on my own. Um, and then obviously like a different climate and a different, like different weather, obviously California, it's pretty much the same weather all year round. You might get like one week of rain, but then in Washington, it's like clearly four seasons, which I love. And at first I didn't like the rain, which is everybody was like, oh my gosh, why did you choose Seattle to go to school? But it's like, it definitely helps me appreciate the sun when I'm home or like just appreciate all four seasons and how beautiful the campus gets, especially. And so there's just so many different aspects and, and being able to leave campus and go on hikes or go on different adventures that I wouldn't necessarily do back in San Jose or back in California. So it's definitely just different aspects of my life that yes, I do love California and where I'm from, but Washington brings so many, so many other perspectives that I didn't have, which is why I say good different. I forget, I grew up in Washington. I forget that seasons don't exist some places. Yeah. Like, it's just, hearing you say that is, like, the thing that you noticed, of course it would be. But it's just, I don't know that that's ever quite occurred to me. Do you remember realizing that? Like, do you remember, I don't know what, I guess the first thing you would see is, like, leaves change. Yeah, like, in terms of Cal and San Jose, I mean, the leaves change and the leaves fall. That's pretty much it. It doesn't <laughs> snow here, at least where I'm, like, this part of California, it doesn't snow here. Um, it's pretty much... I would say like 75 all year round. Obviously the summer has some exceptions because it gets pretty hot. It doesn't rain as much, nearly as much as it does like up in Washington or the Pacific Northwest. Um, but then I didn't, I honestly didn't realize that. And I didn't realize how much sun that we got here in California. And then when I went to Washington, I was like, whoa, this is a kind of a big difference. Cause I mean, obviously Washington's beautiful, but in terms of the weather, it's not the same as California or San Jose at least. And so, um, that's why I was like, wow, I can actually see snowfall. It's raining more often. The leaves changing are stunning. They are more stunning than, especially I always joke about this, but the biggest trees that there are here in like my neighborhood or here in San Jose is like my front yard. And it's like this tiny, like fruit tree, but like in Washington, <laughs> it's just beautiful it's so pretty. Like the scenery is amazing. Um, so yeah, definitely four seasons was something that I noticed right off the bat, especially like my first, like freshman year. Um, 
and seeing the first, like having the first fall and the first winter. So would have been here for all of that snow two years ago when we had just that huge storm come through. Yeah, that was really crazy and something that I had never experienced. I mean, I had man-made snow when I would go snowboarding with my family, but um, it was really fun. We had, it kind of not put a damper, but it was definitely like delaying our season in terms of like our field had like so much snow on it. Of Our practice field had so much snow on it. So it was like, but it was definitely fun, especially I'm really good friends with some girls from Hawaii. So I've been around snow, but maybe they haven't, or they were like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. So us just obsessing over the snow and just having a blast was really fun at that point. But yeah. And it's cool to see it like fall outside your regular window too. That's kind of a different experience than like, I went on a snowboard vacation and here's right. the snow. But like, oh my God, there's snow on all this stuff I see every day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know. And just being like, I've never had a white Christmas, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like, and so I always hear that in like movies and TV shows. And I'm like, and just looking at my window, I was like pretending that it was like a white Christmas, but it was like the (laughs) middle of February. (laughs) Hey there. I'm Ryan Del Rosario, Assistant Director of Admission and School of Music Admission Coordinator. I'm checking in to make sure you know about Puget Sound's conservatory-style School of Music. Puget Sound students can major or minor in music performance, music education, music business, and composition. Non-majors can take music classes, play in our ensembles, and even be eligible for scholarship. Visit pugetsound.edu music to find out more. But for now, back to the show. mentioned a couple of times how important academics is to you. What are you studying? What is your major and your degree path? Yeah, so my major is exercise science um, with an education studies minor. So my education studies minor, I actually recently decided to do that kind of, I believe in the middle of like sophomore year, I actually declared that. Um, But exercise science, athletic training, sports medicine, like that has been my dream honestly, ever since I was a little girl. Funny story, I um, was at a San Francisco Giants game. I am a huge baseball fan. And um, the pitcher was on the mound. And um, then he got hurt or something like that. One of the players got hurt. And the trainer came out to kind of tend to the player's needs, player's injuries. And she was a woman. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Because obviously on a field of all men, most of the trainers, most of the people on the field were men. And all of a sudden I come, like, she's coming out and she's like, what's your problem? Like all these things. And I was like, I want to be her. And I remember I was like younger than 10. So I was very young and noticing these different things. And so I was like, I want to be that person. I love science. I love, obviously I'm an athlete. So I've spent a lot of time um, maybe having injuries or going to physical therapy and just being in that realm. And it's something that I've definitely been really passionate about something that I could really see myself doing. So that's definitely why I've been sticking with exercise science. It's definitely a challenge with some of the harder classes. Um, but it's something that I really want to take long-term and something that I've just become like very excited about. So I will tell an embarrassing story on myself. The first time (laughs) that anybody ever told me they were studying exercise science when I was like a freshman in college, probably 
I assumed that that meant the science of exercise. Like I assumed that was like <laughs> metabolism and kinesiology. Yeah. I was quickly corrected. So for anybody who maybe is in the same boat that I'm in, what do you actually study to get a degree in exercise science? What What is the coursework focused on? What are you learning? I mean, the biggest thing is obviously knowing what all the bones are and the muscles and basically how the body functions. So anatomy and physiology are kind of the first few courses that you take as like at the undergraduate or not the undergraduate level, but the lower level classes of just beginning the major, just beginning that journey. Um, and so I definitely say that there's obviously different in almost any major, there's different branches or different paths that you could go with exercise science. Um, there's so many different things, so many things like you could literally become a doctor from this and go to medical school, or you could just become an athletic trainer, um, sports trainer, physical therapy, work at a gym, um, literally anything. And so I think just the importance of that is just knowing how the body works, um, the functions of it. But also you were talking about like metabolism. And I think a big thing about that is nutrition. And that's something that's kind of overlooked. And so we take nutrition courses. So kind of anything that has to do with your overall health, your bodily functions, how the body works in general, and kind of how everything works together, if you will. That's kind of like the shortened summary of it. you find that you think about some of those things differently because you are an athlete? I definitely think so in terms of how I recover from like a long day of competition or if I have a ton of practices or hours that I'm putting in and working out and kind of, okay, what is the source of my soreness or why is this hurting? Because say for instance, you are having lower back issues. That might be because of your lower extremity. So you're kind of stem from your legs or kind of just thinking about how I am functioning on a daily basis. Um, I don't know. I kind of think of that subconsciously. So trying to find like specific examples is like kind of weird because that's just how I work in general. Um, but yeah, it's definitely different. And I kind of think of it from a different light in terms of being an athlete because I kind of apply uh, my experiences as an athlete or my experiences in physical therapy or in like the athletic offices differently. I think for me too, one of the things that I always thought about in terms of being an athlete and how that made me relate to my body was that there was a certain level of discomfort that I knew was cool. Like when you're used to running a timed mile <laughs> lot, you get very used to like what it feels like to be pushing yourself in a way so that you're tired. And I am like, I am very much a social science person. I was never in the exercise science department, but I imagine that that kind of familiarity would maybe help you to negotiate some of those questions about like, what are the various stages of a problem that you can have? Is that making any sense? Not exactly. Yeah. I guess what I'm thinking about is like, in athletics, you are so attentive to your body and you mm -hmm. get familiar with thinking about like what is sort of a usual like, oh, I'm pushing myself and so I'm aware of my muscles and what is like, oh, something is wrong. Oh, I gotcha. That sense about yourself and then learning about the things that can go wrong in class is like just even an, an interesting layer. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying now. Yeah, especially as like being an athlete and just if I, like when I was younger, just wouldn't care about any signs that my body was giving me or like any sort of thing that I would do on a daily basis. So like the things that I ate, maybe the types of exercises I was doing that wouldn't necessarily be helping me, but I would think that it was just because 
everybody does it or just because people say that it does. Um, and so just learning about it in class and kind of learning the right way to do things, the wrong way to do things, like something that could benefit certain athletes, because obviously all different athletes use all different muscles or they have different techniques or different movements. So obviously, um, I feel like runners, for example, probably don't need to work their upper bodies as much because they definitely need to strengthen their endurance or strengthen like their lower bodies. Right. Um, but like, I don't know, maybe somebody who's doing shot put probably has to work their upper body more. Right. So just learning about all these different things in class definitely helps bring my like athletic abilities to the next level and not just like, okay, I'm going to do this workout just because like, why am I doing this? What does it benefit? Like, what can it do for me in the long run? Like when I get older? Um, so yeah, just learning about that kind of integrating both fields, because that's definitely something that I want to do in the future. Like obviously softball will come to an end. Athletics will come to an end in terms of like this competitive level, but integrating athletics, integrating health and my body is definitely something that I wanted to study and wanted to do in the long run. How did you get to an education studies minor? Where did that come from? That's really interesting because honestly, um, I have really thought about becoming a teacher and just what that really means to me and helping others. Um, I didn't think that I was really going to become an education studies minor at all, or like be a teacher or want to become a teacher in general. Um, but I think an education studies minor is definitely helping me open some more doors for my future. So obviously being an exercise science major, um, you know, I might have certain goals in terms of being in sports medicine or being an athletic trainer or a physical therapist or a chiropractor. But those are more of like the hands-on, like you are in the medical field or you're in that field of helping others like physically. Whereas now with my education studies minor, if I wanted to take that to the next level, I open another door of like, oh, I could possibly teach an anatomy or, you know, human health and disease course, like in at the high school level or maybe at the college level. So just kind of all of these different doors. And I've, um, through this experience of like being able to have an education studies minor and take those classes, we've had to volunteer, like kind of student volunteer or teach at other elementary and middle schools or high schools around the Tacoma area. So, um, I've, volunteered at Mason middle school and kind of with the PE teacher. And it's like, Oh, I can actually kind of see myself as a PE teacher or working with younger kids just because I love younger kids. So I have all of these different things that yes, I've always wanted to be an exercise science major or always wanted to be like maybe a physical therapist as I was younger. But now as I'm older, I'm like, there's so many doors that I could open so many different paths that I could go down. So still just keeping my options open and being an education minor is definitely something that's grown for me to be a passion. How did it get on your radar just to begin with? Yeah, honestly, just like one of, so one of my teammates, um, Marissa Oda, she's, or former teammates, cause she had recently just graduated, but um, she is an education studies minor as well. And so she would take all of these different classes and kind of tell me about it because I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Or what are you doing? Like, what homework are you doing? Like whenever we're studying. And she would just always tell me about like the classes that she's taking or what she's doing, how her volunteer work is going, like at her um, elementary schools. And it just sounded something that I definitely could see myself doing, especially because I've been babysitting pretty much ever since like middle school and high school throughout those years. 
Um, and so definitely working with younger kids, but also like knowing the impact that I could have perhaps on middle school students or high school students. Um, and just have like my experience with middle school and high school and how that's such a developmental age. Um, that's something that I take not, I don't take very lightly because it's like, if I can make an impact on like one student or know that their goals aren't too big or something. So just like that on that aspect and helping students that way, but also obviously integrating my major and my degree into whatever I'm doing in the future. As you think about the rest of your college career and what's coming next, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I've actually, I've thought about it pretty in depth and it's kind of scary that I'm already halfway done with college because it's definitely been a roller coaster, but it's also been a very quick roller coaster. I feel like, like looking back, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this has gone by very quickly. And so what I'm really looking forward to the, for the rest of my college career is honestly just like trying to discover new things about myself, trying to see like what I am capable of, because I think that college in this level is definitely a period of huge development and trying to like find your true self, if you will, or trying to find things that, you know, you never thought of before thinking of things in a different light and in a different perspective. And I think being at Puget Sound, that's definitely something that is taken very seriously in terms of, we all come from different backgrounds. Like it's so many different diverse backgrounds, um, and walks of life. And so everybody's ideas just coming together. That's something that I definitely love because I always want to learn more about myself, but I want to learn more about others. How can I better myself? So just in terms of like what I'm looking forward to for the rest of my college career is just like trying to be the best version of myself that I could be at this moment. Or like, what can I do to like learn more about myself, learn more about others, learn more about the world or anything like that. So it's almost like a cliche thing sometimes when I think about it or if I say it out loud, but I'm just like, I'm huge into like mindset and personal development. So that's definitely something that I want to like discover um, and kind of pursue for the rest of my college career. We end every episode by asking everybody the same four questions. The first is what's your favorite place on campus? Oh, the first thing that popped into my head was the sub because the food <laughs> is very good. Um, I definitely, as much as I love my mom's home cooked meals, like I've been having a lot of home cooked meals lately, but there's some meals at the sub that I'm like, Ooh, I wish I could have that right now. But definitely like, it's just, the sub is obviously a place where I could get my food every day. But it's just a place where like me and my friends and my teammates would hang out. We would just come together. It's a very common space that everybody just kind of hangs out and takes a break from their curriculum for the day. What's the main thing you're craving from the sub? The other day, I was actually thinking about chili lime tilapia. And I know a few other people, it's definitely on people's minds when in terms of like, ooh, I don't remember what day it is. I think it might be Tuesday or Thursday, something like that. But that dish is very common amongst my team. and so. After practice, we'd always go there, but yeah. <laughs> Second question is, what are you reading right now? I am reading, I'm actually rereading You Are a, I don't know if I can say this word, but You Are a Badass um, by Jen Sincero. And um, basically it's like kind of, I don't want to say self-help, but like personal development um, 
a few of my friends now I've been reading it, but I'm actually just rereading it because I know that I've kind of discovered that if you reread books, you might have a different perspective on it um, the next time you read it. Um, and mm-hmm. I also do recommend The Alchemist for anybody who needs a book to read for the quarantine. Um, it's definitely a really good book that I read during quarantine. So, yeah. What's the best place to eat in Tacoma? Oh, anywhere on 6th Avenue, I would say. I definitely am in love with Thai food. That's been my favorite lately. So Wild Orchid on 6th Avenue is very good. If you want some ice cream afterwards, ice cream social, um, anywhere on 6th Avenue or the Point Reston like waterfront, I would say. Discover all of those places because they're really close by. And lastly, Hannah. Why is Puget Sound special? I get this all the time on campus tours because I am a campus visit program tour guide. And so something that I honestly really love is that it just feels like a really great community. And I know that all everybody can say that about their campus or that about their college, but the community and the campus just has more of like an understanding, very welcoming feel in terms of my professors really understand and really care about their students. They're not just like treating us as a number or just another face. It's like everybody treats each other, I feel like, with respect. Everybody tries to understand each other. It's a place that everybody is open to others and open to new ideas. Um, And that's something that I didn't necessarily have within my experience at other schools, like middle school and high school and through those years. Um, But at Puget Sound, obviously being a liberal arts private school. It's like, we are just implementing all of those ideas, all of learning more about other people, learning more about other people's cultures and being open to those different ideas and those different people. So I really love that about Puget Sound. Um, It's definitely a place where I feel like I was meant to be. Hannah de Guzman, thank you for joining me on the Puget Sound podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Thanks for listening to P.S., the Puget Sound podcast. If you're interested in applying to or visiting Puget Sound, you can find out more at pugetsound.edu admission. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at UNIV, U-N-I-V, Puget Sound. I'm Elena Becker, and we'll see you next time for P.S., the Puget Sound podcast.